Howdy folks, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Life Around the Fire. We are a podcast that is devoted primarily to spiritual growth. And we're going to start out today's podcast by asking a rhetorical question and a little up update on uh, what a rhetorical question is. That's a question that really doesn't so much require a response by answering the question as it does kind of make a person think and you already kind of know the answer that the person is asking, but it poses it nonetheless. So a rhetorical question to start things out today is, have you ever encountered an issue in your life that seems almost impossible to get rid of or to get under control? (laughs) All right, let me run that one by again. Have you ever encountered an issue in your life that seems almost impossible to get rid of or to get it under control? Kind of like, for example, eating, drinking, gossip, Sex. Maybe there's a sickness. Lying. Laziness. I mean, right, right, right. Have you ever encountered an issue in your life that seems almost impossible to get rid of or to get under control? The obvious answer is yes. And that would be yes for all of us. It's just a matter of what that yes is. Something that I've tried, we've tried, you've tried over and over and over to get rid of, and it just seemingly won't go away. And it's an issue that's become an issue. It's either become an issue for you personally, or it's become an issue between you and God, or you and other people, or it's a big mess and it's all messy with everything. Yeah, it just won't go away. And you've tried on your own, and I'm going to underscore that one. On your own, like the typical American, right? On your own. That's one of the values, as it were, that we as Americans place. We're independent, right? We can do it. I can do it on my own. Thank you. And for some reason, to ask for help seems like it's uh, an admission of weakness or something. I know, right? But it's a cultural thing, and it's tough for us to ask for help. And if you got to ask for help, it really must mean that you really need help or you're kind of a loser or, you know, something, something, something. <laughs> I laugh because it's so common. And, uh, I mean, it just 
it's time that strikes me funny because we try to be, I try to be so independent. I mean, so tough. And there are some things in life that just will not, they absolutely will not change if we try to do it on our own or, or, or we say, well, it'll be just God and me. God and me, that we'll take care of it. We'll handle it. Just me and God. And you try and uh, ain't working. Isn't working. So, what, what, what? Well, there's a variety of reasons there, but there's something that can be so simple that we miss it. And that is that we ask for help. There are some things, it seems like there's some things that are designed that they just won't happen, good or bad. They will not happen unless other people are involved in it. And I believe that's by design. I believe that's by God's design that he wants us to be a community. He wants us to work together in common unity with him and with one another that we would demonstrate a love, actually, for one another that is the love that he demonstrates in the Godhead, which is perfect, amazing, that he would call us as a people to demonstrate that type of love and acceptance and understanding with each other, just as it is in the life of Jesus Christ and the Father. Powerful. Beautiful. And so... You know, we've looked at already, you know, just this notion of have we ever had an issue? And the answer is yes, of course, yes. Each one of us, all of us. Doesn't matter what the issue is, there is an issue. And if you haven't had it, you will. Now, in the book of James in the Bible, in the New Testament, in the book of James, in the last chapter of that particular book, in the last few verses of that book, James writes these words to a group of people in the first century A.D. He goes, is there any of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is any of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and did not rain for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth provided its crops. My brothers, if any one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should turn him back, Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save him from death and cover a multitude of sins. All right. You know, we need God. 
we need each other. God designed us to be united to him and to one another. And there are some things we can't do all on our own or just between me and God. Okay? There are some things that require an effort between us and another person or us and other people. There's an example in my own life that I'd like to share, and it involves an event that took place in the latter part of the 80s, 1980. My mom, she was in her mid-60s at the time, had uh, suffered a very, very, very serious stroke. And I had received uh, notice that she was basically on her deathbed and they were waiting for me to arrive from about 200 miles away and uh, that uh, I should get there as soon as possible because of the condition she was in. And I arrived and it was just like it had been laid out to me on the phone that she was had suffered a massive stroke. Her left cerebellum was, for the most part, gone. It controlled her motor movements. And uh, the mass of, of blood and hemorrhaging that was taking place in her brain was growing rapidly. They were expecting her, if, if at all, to live. She would be a vegetable, but her outlook was very slim. And so... Uh, my entire family was there, my four sisters, my dad, myself, and then some other uh, close relatives came, and um, along with then a few other people from our local churches, we had let them know what was going on and invited them to please pray with us, and specifically concerning my mom, that she would be, we actually prayed for healing, that she'd be healed, and felt very strongly about it, actually. And so in working with the doctors at the time, uh, we let them know that we would like to uh, hold off on any surgery just for a couple of hours if that was acceptable to them. And they said, yeah, actually, that it was. It was it was advisable. So we did, and we started praying. And not only the people that were there, but other people from around the state of Minnesota started praying. and. It was, let's just say, two, two and a half hours after we started praying. And there were people that were from a variety of different backgrounds in churches praying and specifically inviting God to heal her. And there was at one point in time, as a group of people were praying, that distinctly I felt a rush of angels, as it were, angels come passing through the room like they were running through the room or flying through the room that we were in, a little prayer chapel, and they flew right into my mother's room, and they went into her room, and they did what angels do. They touched her, apparently, and no sooner did they touch her that she woke up out of a coma, which was, it floored everybody because my mother was basically a vegetable and when she came out of the coma she was talking and she was in her right mind which was phenomenal point being it was not a single person's effort in prayer it was a group effort now 
could have something taken place as a result of just one person praying or my mother's will somehow. I, I, I guess, but it worked so wonderfully as a result of people praying because corporately there was a response that took place that was a celebration, but also it showed how powerful things can take place when we are connected. And folks, we need one another. We need God most definitely, but we also, we need one another. And so I want to encourage each person who's listening right now that if there's some things that are going on in your life and they seem like you're just stuck, you're stuck whether you're sick in your body, whether it's a mental illness issue, whether it is a an addiction whether it is something of abuse that's going on, whether, I mean, just whatever the situation might be that just will not go away on its own or go away with just you or you and God, my encouragement is to reach out and ask for help. And not just ask for help in the sense of, you know, can you throw a brother a nickel or a dime type request, but really saying, I have some things that are going on that I need to let you know about. And as a friend and as a brother and sister in Christ, I would like for you to agree together with me in prayer and have these things addressed. And if you're sick, to have them addressed collectively. Sometimes it is the pleasure of God that we do things that way. Because... Not only does he want us to connect with him, but he wants us to be joined together. It's healthy. It functions well, and it functions for his glory. So I'm going to pray right now and invite the Holy Spirit to use us in the coming days as people that are available, but also people that are open to requesting help. So, Father, thank you so much for the fact that you have given us access to you. That's amazing. That's beautiful. The source of all power in life, you, God, thank you so much. Now, I invite you to, by your Spirit, Use us, make us vessels that are available to hear other people and to recognize other people that could use a friend, use a helping hand, use someone to talk with, use someone to pray with, that you would use us as being those people and that also we would be a group or an individual that would be willing to reach out for others to help address a situation that isn't going away as just an individual effort, it more than likely could benefit from having other people helping. Lord, give us the strength and the courage and the wisdom to know how to go about this and that it would be effective and that there would be great testimony from this, that there would be encouragement, that there would be relationships that would be built and strengthened all around in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, we need each other. And one of the things that we're working on on this end is 
In respect to the COVID virus, which I'm sure most of us are probably like sick of hearing about, and it's a reality that we're dealing with and respecting, but also looking to God for some direction as to how to go about life in this particular day with this situation the way it is. Now, I'm not going to get into the vaccine talk or any of that just because it's too lengthy, too long. Uh, bottom line, my encouragement, get vaccinated and get all the help that's necessary and trust God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, there, great theological statement. No, really, that that is pretty solid theology and uh, street level. But what I wanted to bring up was this upcoming summer in 2022, can you believe it? 2022, we're going to be putting together a mini, a mini festival in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. And it'll be a three-day festival. We'll be hearing more about it coming up. But I just wanted to drop that in your thinking and give you kind of just, uh, you know, it's it's encouraging that there's some steps that we're taking to broaden our horizons and also to do some things that we can come together and it'll be an outdoor event. So the safe environment, giving uh, plenty of distance, but still being able to come together, I think it's pretty cool. Anyway, I'll be talking more about it, giving you more information, but I just wanted to lay that in front of you right now and give you some time to think about it, pray about it, and I'll be giving you more information. All right? I love you guys. I love uh, what's happening, and I look forward to talking more. We'll talk in the future. Take care. Bye.